Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus, I am your host. Today I am joined by old man Trev as always, Albert uh, from Albert JTV and later on in the show I'm hoping to have Scunny Mike with us. Um, we are going to talk about what a weekend, what a weekend for Arsenal, Tottenham, they get battered everywhere they go. Man United, they get battered, salted, everything else. Assaulted by Liverpool everywhere. But more than that, we're going to concentrate on the Arsenal and we're going to concentrate on the Villa game and look ahead to choose a nice game in the Caribou Cup uh, against Leeds. Albert, how are you? I'm good. Welcome back. It's good to be back, man. Last time I was here was, I think, we lost to Brentford. First game of the season. Long time oh, now, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> well, we, we we had to break that. We had to break that for you. Yeah. So, like you know, no. we had to bring you back on on, on positive news. Yeah, good, negative. Yeah. Good to be back. Good stuff. to be back, boys. And how have you been enjoying the season so far? Then, um, you know what? It's um, this season in Premier League, generally speaking, um, apart from probably City and Liverpool, you're not going to get too many game, too many teams winning a, a handful of games in a row. I've, uh, it's going to be that kind of season. It's going to be that kind of season. Hmm. Yeah, I, to be honest, as we said before, I think um, uh, the um, the loss against City and Chelsea were you probably could take an account for. The Brentford one hurt, I think. So Yeah, yeah, Trev, that hurt. Yeah. Trev, it feels like, oh, it feels like nearly 48 hours since I saw you. Yeah, at least, yeah. It must be, yeah. <laughs> it's been a decent weekend, though, hasn't it, mate? Mate, it's not the Caribou Cup, it's the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup, yeah, that's Carabao it. Cup. I'm Irish. I can call it what I want. Caribou, Carabao, Carabao tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Does it Albert. matter? I think it's still the Rumblers Cup. Is Rumblers Cup still, isn't it? I'm not sure. Has it changed yet? <laughs> the Milk oh, Cup, mate. The Milk Cup. Oh, yeah. I love it when we Don't have some. Don't pay any more, Mrs. Moore. <laughs> That's the yeah. effort. Listen, it's been a good weekend, hasn't it? Eh? Mm. And uh, a brilliant performance on Friday. Absolutely amazing. Better than the performance against Tottenham, in my view. I thought that yeah. we, we just surpassed it. But still, for me, a little bit baffling, a little bit confusing because. Why couldn't we do it on Monday against Palace, who probably aren't quite as strong a side as, as Villa, you know? So, and we mentioned on a podcast last week, Fergus, didn't we? I know you weren't here, Albert, but we said that. We said that we knew that the team that played on Monday was capable of much better football. You know, mm. and we just hoped they'd turn up on Friday and they didn't let us down, did they? You know, and maybe, no, just didn't. maybe, we've got to give Arteta a bit of credit for that, eh? Mm. Who knows? And you... you you hark back to that Tottenham game and the performance. The performance by the fans was excellent uh, on uh, Friday night. I think uh, two for one beers uh, and uh, just a Friday night atmosphere. Um, but you know what? We should hark back to that game against Tottenham. Because the audio you're hearing is from inside the North Bank <laughs> that night. And the song rung out around uh, the Emirates um, and uh, on, on Friday night, on every night it seems to ring out. And it rang around uh, Upton Park or the London Stadium or whatever you want to call it. 
uh, as well today. Listen, one thing I did want to say to people first and foremost, before we start getting into it, we do this. We don't do it for likes, for followers, uh, for money. We do it because we like doing this and we like having the chat with friends of the show like Albert and Lee and Dan and Scunny when he comes joins and all the other people. But we uh, got I got a notification on my email today. 15,000 views yes. on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank Brilliant. you very, very much for Brilliant. all our friends who join us here. Thank you. We do appreciate it. And, you know, some of the, the, the comments for people put in the chat and, and, and send us messages saying they enjoy the show. Just keep enjoying it. Don't worry about liking, clicking, whatever. If you want to do that, do that. But that's not what we're about. We're about sitting here, chatting and, and talking Arsenal. Well, Fergus, I'm going to step in. Order. No, actually, people do like it and, and share it, please. <laughs> do that. Do Thank that. You. Come on. No, well done, Fergus, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, listen, um, Aston Villa th uh, 1, Arsenal 3. What a game. What a performance. Albert, as a guest, I'll come to you first of all. Um, that performance, uh, yeah, you can wait, old man. <laughs> Actually, we should go to him really first. Yeah, go, go to Trev. I, I want to hear what Trev's got to say. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let, let, let's add this fella in first. He's got a hat on. It's cold up oh, north. Scotty, welcome to the show. <laughs> Going up champions. <laughs> we literally just joined them when we're starting about the 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 the, um, the 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 Arsenal Villa game. So, Albert, go to you first. Um, Potsy put his fan cam up on on one of the channels, and he made a comment which we had said already in some of the chat groups. That performance that we saw against uh, Villa was was it better than the Spurs performance? Because with the Spurs performance, we did only perform for. Well, perform well over the whole game, but outstanding performance for about 20, 30 minutes. Where in this game, I thought we performed for 70, 80, 85 minutes. What was your thoughts of just a rounded performance? And we'll go into the detail of the game there afterwards. Yeah, yeah 100% is better than the Tottenham performance. Not even, it's not even questionable. Um, because the, with the North London derby, because we was 3-0 up at half-time, when you're 3-0 up, it's the emphasis is not to go and get four, five, and six. So it, undoubtedly the foot off the gas is going to happen. But the all-round better performance against Aston Villa, and I've got to be honest, Fergus, I was concerned going into that game. I was very, very concerned. Um, I know Villa came off the back of a bruising Derby Day defeat against Wolves. I still can't believe they lost that game, but um, they still got some good players, Fergus. They got some very, very good players um, that could hurt Arsenal. But... Um, I was surprised because how we played going off the back of that dreadful performance against Palace, you know, and you, I see Fergus, you kind of put the question out there. How can you perform like that at home and then perform the way they did four days later? It just, you, you struggle to understand how that's possible. Yes, there were a couple mm. of changes, but the, the drop off, the, the difference shouldn't have been that much. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, Probably arguably against the better team, but no, Arsenal's definitely I'd, best best performance of the season, man, hundred percent. I'd agree that um, I would have viewed Villa a, a stronger and harder opposition than Palace. Trev, um, some changes in that lineup, so we had no KT. Uh, Pepe was dropped. Odegaard was benched. D how did you when when you saw the lineups? What what did you think? Were you pleased with that? Were you worried that it was no KT that we had Tavares uh, in that position? Well, I've got to agree with Albert. First off, before the game, I was a little concerned, thinking if we play like we did on Monday, well, if we play like we did 
for the last 60, 70 minutes of the game on Monday, we, uh, Villa would beat us. And I was concerned about that. And when I saw the changes, we've got to be honest with ourselves, right? Pepe hasn't, hasn't been a shining light consistently, right? Odegaard, the jury's still out on Odegaard. So I could understand the changes. Tierney was injured, but I knew for a fact, I've been singing these praises for ages, that Tavares would come in and won't let us down. I was certain of that. So, yeah, when I saw the team, I thought, okay, and he's trying Albama Yang and Lacazette up front together again. We tried it before, was it a season or two ago, and it didn't seem to work. But when, but at that time, we didn't have Saka, Smith Rowe, you know, and, and Party and Tommy Asu bombing up behind Lacker and Alba. So it, I thought it worked really well. I thought that Lacker was the was the, the hold-up pain in the arse man that I've been crying out for for weeks. He played that role very nicely. And 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 it showed our performance was just, first half, was just breathtaking. I couldn't take my eyes off it. Couldn't take me The movement, the energy from all 11 players, the energy was astonishing. It was, was, was a superb, best first half I've seen probably in two seasons, at least, at least. Wonderful. Scotty, uh best first half Trevor's seen in two seasons. I would say overall, and I know we haven't got into even the detail, but just the lineups. Um, I would say that's the best performance I've seen an Arsenal team play under the um, management uh, of uh, Mikel Arteta. Yeah, it's taken this long, which is more worrying. <laughs> well, Michael, smile. We're all happy. I'm happy, but I have got some concerns as well. Um you know me. I tend to. I take. I take every game as it comes, and uh, I have got some concerns. I. I don't want to go too far into anything because I don't know how far Focus has got. You know, with everything, because I was a bit late onto the show through tech issues. We, so. do, we just started. Yeah, I have got some slight concerns, like everyone else has, about uh, you know looking at the Villa game and then looking at the Palace game four games later. It's. It's good to see that we was playing well, but I don't. You know, for me personally, I don't know if that was down to seeing Villa being very poor. You know. I, this is the concerns I've got at the moment. I'm not taking any way, anything away from the performance from Arsenal. I thought it was great, but as a fan, uh, and we're, we're you know we're sat here saying that it was a great performance and everything else, and you know we're comparing it to the Spurs game, and it's like, well, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, okay, you're comparing it to the Spurs game, and I often say, you know, derby games go out the window for me, performance and everything else, because it's a derby game. But it's it's just one of the things I'm not overly con I'm not overly sure is was that a good performance by us or was that a poor show from Villa? Uh, uh, Mike, Mike, that was that was a fantastic performance by us. You look at look at some of the stats and so on. You look at it's Smith Rowe's uh, performance. You look at Tommy Asu's performance. You look at a lot of like I said, they, these players have been performing. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, hang on. Two seconds, Mike. I will give you. you come back, but. The, Lacazette ran himself off the pitch. He had to he come off with cramp. Okay, he hasn't played a lot of games, but he ran himself off the bloody pitch. Aubameyang performed against Palace, in and out. He he, he performed against Tottenham. He disappeared against um, I think it was Brighton. But he is getting back to some form. The team gradually are getting somewhere from being absolutely nowhere. You've got to see some positives. Yeah, I do. I'm not like I said. I'm not taking anything away from the performance, but I'm just. What I'm saying is, is obviously seeing the game four games earlier, you know, against Crystal Palace and watching us against Brighton and stuff, you know, I often think to ourselves, when teams put us, basically when our backs are against the wall, we struggle massively. 
we struggle moving forward, we struggle getting it out from the back, the midfield collapses. You know, obviously, yeah, he's been t he was tinkering against Palace with Martin Erdegaard in uh, in the midfield, which I just it didn't work completely against Palace. But you know, bringing Sambi Laconga on this game, yeah, it worked. But we all knew that would probably work with Laconga. Give Partey a bit more free space to move do do what he does, and you saw what Partey can do. I think that was probably his best performance, if not, you know, for us in an Arsenal shirt. You know, I'm yeah, not taking it away I, from I, anyone. What I'm saying is. I'm just saying I'm looking at the bigger picture in that sort of sense. Is, is it a good performance by Arsenal? Which, yes, it was in some respects. But we've also got to look at how poor Villa was. You know, it's similar to how Spurs were. You know, they left open spaces. You know, you know we could get through the lines easier at Spurs. Mike, without, without making a two-way conversation between me and you, because uh, mm. there are two other people in the room as well, but I, I do agree that um, it was uh, one of Party's best performances. Other people uh, mentioned Newcastle and some other other games that he and United last season. But I thought, personally, is the best performance I saw of him. Andy Fink makes a great comment. Um, consistency, that's what we need. Albert... Um, Consistency. We do need some consistency, and, and 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 Mike has got some really valid points in the sense that you know the 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 the, the performances against some of the sides like uh, Brighton conditions. We, we both uh, teams play in those conditions, and the Palace game weren't great. But you know the Burnley we uh, the Burnley game, although it was a one nil win, we dug in, and and Mike was at that game as well, and 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 it was a good performance. We we'd normally get bullied off those uh, the pitch for those sort of games. So do you take positives out of this? Um. Yeah, I I I do. I I think um I get what what Mike's saying because um I, I it's it's a weird one because even in the comments I'm seeing Trevs in terms of we've fallen for this trap before and we don't get carried away, but I can't speak for every Arsenal fan. Some will get carried away as they did against Tottenham. Some will know that you can take the Tottenham game in isolation, which I think a lot of Arsenal fans probably did. Some got carried away, obviously, yeah, yeah. but um. It's a tricky one, Fergus, because I know people talk about, you know, youngest squad in the Premier League and, you know, buying the five players, 25, 23 and under, or I've rolled it, the age gap is. But even Arteta said it himself in terms of, yes, we've got a young team, but we can't hide behind that because at the end of the day, we need to win football matches. Um, I would give us a little bit more credit in terms of the Villa game, just for the pure and simple fact that we were so awful against um, Crystal Palace. Listen, I, I don't know what he says to the players at halftime or what the instructions are, but um, something clicked against Villa. Um, like I said, it was a, it, I'll give it more credit because it was a more complete performance. Um, mm. And I did mention at the time that I think the most critical thing in the Villa game for me was the VAR decision. Because yes, you're going happy at 1-0 at halftime, but to get the buffer of the second goal, um, Villa were always going to come out sharp in the second half. That was always going to happen. I think, I think all teams do, if you, especially away from home. I think I think uh, the Palace done the same uh, against us. And uh, if you watch the, the West Ham-Tottenham game today, um, West Ham uh, winning at time. Tottenham came out a stronger side and, and thankfully lost. Um, but they came out a stronger side in the second half. And I think that's that's par for the course. Looking at some of the um, some of the positives of the game, though, um, we party scored an opener um, from a header, uh, set pieces. You know he's been trying for two or three games, Trev, uh, to to, you know the crowd have been shooting, uh, shouting shoot, uh, and you know he he has 
bar the game on Monday where he wasn't I don't think I don't think tactically we were set up right on Monday but I think he's been improving and an outstanding game and to get a goal to to cap it off what what do you reckon Trev Ramsdale Tavares White Tomiyasu Lukonga five starters on Monday all have played made single figure appearances for the Arsenal all have just come into the side right Albert said he doesn't, you know, he mentioned it. Average age of the team, under tw- uh, 23 years old, right? Playing in the best league in the world with, a, with an inexperienced manager who all of us had doubts about. I'm not worried about inconsistency. I couldn't give two hoots about inconsistency. I'm going to take every bit of glory out of it I can this year. Every bit of glory I can because we ain't going to be brilliant every week, you know? With that team, with them people, with their lack of appearances, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have nights like Crystal Palace where we're all frustrated, where we all know we're better. But I ain't gonna come on here and be down about the Arsenal because we've because we've drawn a game. You've also got to remember we ain't lost one in seven. All right, we've got some tests and examinations coming up. But if you can't come and have a smile about how it's going, I'm beating in seven with this young side. What are you doing? What are you doing? We, we just I, played I, I, you know what? Aston Villa, right, who are a top six team or a top seven, eight team in everyone's book with, an, with the England centre-half playing. And 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 this bloke Ings up front who they're all raging about. And they've had Ings in their pocket. Mings has had to resort to being a twat to keep them in the game. And they said they've got the best... They, they keep ranting on about having the best goalkeeper in the league that they've nicked off of us. He ain't fit enough to lace Ramsdale's boots. So don't get me down about it. I'm over the moon about it. I'm over the moon. I can't wait for the next game at Leicester because it's going to be a difficult game. But if if the team that played against Villa turns up, we're home and dry. We're, home, we're as a matter of fact, we won't. If the team that turned up against Villa for the first seventy minutes of the game up until we put the subs on turns up at Leicester, we won't just win. We'll win easily. But then again, it's just as likely the team that played against Palace could turn up. Because we're young and we're inexperienced. We've got five players that haven't even played a dozen games for the first team. You know, so of course we're going to be inconsistent. Of course we are. But I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing. When we're good, we're really, really good. And when we're bad, we're nicking a draw. What's there to not like? Like? I never said I didn't like it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying what I'm just saying what I saw. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not slagging anyone off. I'm not slagging any of the players off or anything like that. I'm just like I'm just saying about the performance. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to. You know, I'm. You know, everyone knows me by now. I've been on many podcasts and said said what I've had to say and everything else. You know, what I mean, I'm not going to jerk anyone's chain if I feel like it's if I feel, say what I see. You know, it's it's the way it is. You know, I, I'm not like I say. I'm not slagging anyone off. I'm not saying Arteta out. I've ne- I've never said that. No, no. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm not no, saying this person, that's person. I'm just saying what basically what I saw on the day, you know, and this is now it. I've I never said I wasn't happy. As well. What? Now I've got a fly in me tea as well. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> a bit of protein never worked. Or why, or why, or why, or why didn't like that fly like die? Like I said, you know, <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm just base, I'm basing it on what I saw and how I felt about it. I'm not saying anything about anything else, you know, 
I'm not I'm not here sitting slagging off the team or anything. That's that's not what I'm not doing. What I'm saying is is basically like I said, saying saying what I saw on the day and how I thought the performance were. You know, I'm basing it off two performances, you know, against Crystal Palace and I'm basing it off the Villa game. And I'm basing, well, you know, in what I've seen before. I, 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 I don't think you can base it on two performances in, in reality. You need to base it on nine performances. The nine performances in the league, but it's on level points at Man United and uh, but it's on level uh, just just outside the top four, you know. And let me just cut in quick. Me and you, yeah. me and you got a lot of stick from a couple of people about what we said about the Brighton game. You know, I was well for that. You know, I thought it was a well hard fought draw, and I'll stand by what I said about that Brighton game. Me and you took a lot of stick from that. And, you know, and I never faltered on that one. And I never said anything differently about that game. And, you know, just, you know, in in the sense of just because what I saw in front of me, what I saw at Villa, you know, and well, I was saying about the, you know, Villa had a lot of open, you know, open holes. You know, they had gaping holes in the defence. I thought the defence played poorly at Villa. Um, the Villa defence was poor. I thought their midfield was poor. But I'm not taking away anything from the performance of Arsenal. I said that at the start. I'm just basing it on what we said at the, at the you know, what I saw. Scanny, listen, okay. do you know why they look poor? Do you know why they look poor, son? Because our team was full of energy and ripping them a new one. That's why they look poor, mate. The they energy poor from the start. Trev, in fairness, they did look poor from the start. But, again, I'm not taking anything away from the Arsenal performance. I'm not saying that. You know, well, at the end of the day, look, we should be, if if their if their teams put, turning up and absolutely playing absolute crap, we should be there going there and dominating. We should be absolutely smashing them to pieces because if they're turning up, they're not turning up. That's up to the Arsenal to go there and destroy them, which is basically what we did. I'm saying they did turn up, but we were that that much better. The scene that the, the bombing up and down the line, we just pulled them, pulled them all over the field. And when we made the space, we were in behind them every time. We should have been four or five up before they scored their goal. We should have done. Let's let, let let's look at the let's look at the game in, in in a little bit more detail. So we looked at Party's goal. Uh, there was a disallowed goal for um, Abamyang. Uh, Albert, do you know what happened there? I I haven't managed to find a, a replay of it. Apparently, it was a foul outside the box or something like that. I don't know. What what was that all about, Albert? <laughs> you know what, Fergus? I'm still trying to work out why that goal was disallowed. Uh, even where I was sitting, I, I I couldn't really see, to be honest. But even when I got home and saw the replay, I still don't understand what it was given for. I, I generally don't. I still, to this day, I don't understand what it, why it was disallowed. I, I still can't and, understand. And the, pen, the penalty and the VAR decision. So I've seen the penalty. I'll take it. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I, I thought it was a little bit soft. Yeah. You know what it is, Fergus? <laughs> Lacker's very street smart. He's not the best at winning free kicks. I, I don't care what anyone tells me, he's not. But he, he, listen, people don't like it. They call it cheating. They call it gamesmanship. Lacker's probably the best at it. Hence the reason why he got the penalty. Because he put his foot in a position where Matt Target would have to go through him to get the ball. And that's how he got the penalty. Mm -hmm. Because where, like I said, where I was sitting... I, I generally couldn't see if that was a penalty or not. But um, when I actually saw the replay... At that moment in time, I was sitting yeah. in the bar. So, well, I was actually was in the gents, but, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I, I can see why that was given. I can definitely see why that was given. But, um, Fergus, yeah, in terms of um, sort of how... I think Arsenal set the tone, really, for that game in terms of the tempo. 
and the aggression. And Dean Smith even said it after the game. Physic physicality wise, we kind of battered Villa. I thought the tone was set with in the first couple of minutes with um, Gabriel's incident with Watkins, and I actually think that set the tone for the for the match in terms of the aggression, um, which I'm loving with Gabriel. By the way, I think I think the I think with this Arsenal side, I don't know if you guys agree or not. Um, there was a tendency for many many years that we were soft and we could get bullied and we'd be out the aggression we would be we'd be out fought. But I think the likes of Aaron Ramsdale and and Gabriel kind of tip kind of give us that that aggression and and it and it set the tone for the start of the match personally and I thought Gabriel was was outstanding I thought that was important and Laka was brilliant in that sort of pocket of space and snapping at the players' heels and being really really aggressive and I think that set the tone for that first half especially. And Trev, uh, seeing the penalty. Um... Abamyang uh, takes a shot. Martinez, who we'll talk about, and Martinez, Martinez, Mayonnaise, whatever it be, um, <laughs> um, he saves saves uh, the penalty and then uh, scores the um, the rebound. Really important that he gets that goal. I think for his confidence and also to just mess with Martinez's head a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. Of course, it was. It was. It, we deserve to be winning by more than one goal at half time and. Uh, Oh, oh, we got very lucky, didn't we? Mr. Aubameyang got very lucky, you know. The rebound off of Martinez went his way and he's put it in the net. But can you imagine? It would have been unbearable if he if he hadn't got that rebound. But but, but once again, I'm agreeing with Albert. I have to agree with Albert because Lacazette, right? If Lacazette, let's be honest, let's be really honest here, right? If Lacazette played for any other team, he would infuriate me. He would infuriate me if he played for the opposition. You know, going down like he does. And I think the refs do watch him a bit, you know. And that may be why the goal was, Aubameyang's goal was chalked off because the foul was on Lacazette and, and the refs thought, no, I ain't having that. But then, of course, when he gives a penalty, he's got no choice because he's called over to the monitor and we all know what that means. But Aubameyang, I don't think Aubameyang's the best penalty taker, you know. There's two or three now I've seen him put at that nice height for the keeper, you know. Not quite in the corner. Um, and but he get his scores most of them. I think he scored ten out of twelve now, so we can't complain. But uh, God, that was like so pleasing that rebound went in. Firstly, because we deserve to be more than one nil up. Secondly, because we need Albama Young to get his confidence back because I st still think he's got a part to play in this team. And thirdly, because we went in for half time and 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 Arteta's got a whole different outlook on what he does for the second half, hasn't he? With a two goal lead, so yeah. Very important, Fergus, that he slotted that goal in. And into the second half, look, Villa improved um, and, you know, they had a thoroughly wretched first half. But Smith Rowe, 11 minutes uh, into that second half, um, he scores a goal. He gives up to the North Bank. And you can see from this celebration here, he just cross, uh, cross, clasped his chest, his badge, and the passion and the roar. He's about, well, he's nine rows away from me right there. And I could hear him screaming. And uh, yeah, the, the guy is an absolute diamond. He's um, was linked with Villa, uh, funnily enough, uh, before um, before the start of the season and right through the transfer window. Uh, there was talks about him even before this game that people were saying uh, he could go to Villa. Um, but he's now stuff in the press saying he'd signed for life. Albert, would you? What do you make of this guy? Look, look at some of these stats as well that we talk about. He had 66 touches, 17 in the final third, uh, four chances, uh, creating four touches in the opposition box. His stats were outstanding. He ran the show. 
Yeah, he did. He, you know what? It's it's amazing with Emil Smith Rauch because um, when he played the other night against Palace and you see his performance against um, Villa, it was complete chalk and cheese. Um, I think what people got to remember as well is, yes, he's young. So these these youngsters, likes of him and Saka, and even you could chuck in Martinelli and Sambi into that, they're not going to perform every week. It's, it's not easy. Like, the, you know, you're playing in probably arguably one of the hardest leagues in the world. So you're going to get yo-yo up and down performances that, you know, and there's a lot of emphasis on the likes of him and Saka because they're such a huge part of our offensive attack that if they don't click, we are in trouble. And that's even with Aubameyang playing because they're going to be the supply line to him. But Emma Smith-Rowe was fantastic. He was from, from the outset, him and... Him and Nuno Tavares in tandem gave Matty Cash an absolute nightmare. It actually we go we gave both their fullbacks a nightmare, which struggled, which they struggled to push on. But one thing with ESR and you could add Saka into that is the most important thing is like you say, Fergus four chances created. That's that's a lot in a game of ninety minutes of football because if you put them chances away, more than likely you're gonna win a lot of football matches. You're gonna win a hell of a lot of football matches. Um, and he was excellent. And I think, you know, as long as he can add more goals to his game and when he gets into certain areas, it's about making the key decisions at the right time. Because I remember, I think when we played Palace, there was a still shot when he was going for a goal. And actually the pass was, to be honest with me, you should have given it Pepe. Because either you got to score or you got to pass it. So with him, it's, it's the key decision making. But for me, with him... It's not his technical ability. It's, you know, we can see that. But for me, it's for him to add more goals to his game. And the goal, the third goal, is the kind of attacking football we want to see, which we're kind of starved as, starved as, as Arsenal fans, because we don't get to see it. Whether that comes, I think that potentially comes from the manager with, with the very rigid tactics he sets out. But yeah, um, a well-deserved goal. Um there was a lot of fantastic man and match performances, which um, we'll probably will touch on. But yeah, he was exceptional. The, the, the sky's the limit for him. And that England call-up is coming soon, I think, personally. Um, well, but, Southgate was in the stands, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, but I think with ESR, the thing is, listen, amazing talent, but he will have d- dips in performances, um, Fergus. It's a it's a flaming hard league, man. Like, it's you know, it's not going to tear it up every week. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. James was in the comments saying after Palace and Brighton, he thought he should have been dropped, but he was glad he wasn't uh, against Villa because he was outstanding. Another player that was outstanding, uh, Mike, was Tommy Asu. Uh, what have you made of this guy? Nine games, well, what's he had? About seven games for us, I think. Um, uh, and his stats, he said uh, more ball recoveries, eight, and more clearances, seven, than any other uh, Arsenal player against Villa. Uh, he's, I think he's settled in nicely, don't you? Uh, yeah, um, definitely. I've been a, quite an advocate for him, to be fair, fair honestly. I think he's been a, a well, you know, a great buy, in fairness. Um, I think it was a well, well-scouted well and well-bought player. I think there's only one game I've seen him where I thought he was pretty poor, and I think that was the Brighton game. Uh, so, yeah, every other game from that. and like Albert it, says, I, I think it was the Palace game. Week. I think it was the Palace game was his, his weaker game. But uh, yeah, overall, I think, yeah, you're right. The, there is only one game that he, <clears> he, he was off-colour. Well, exactly. So, you know, and he works really well. But can I just add on to ES, uh, Smith Rowe as well, quick? You know, like what Albert yes, was saying on there as well. You know, um, listen to Albert, what he was saying about Smith Rowe. Do you think he, I think personally, I think he should be on the wing because he plays a lot off that left-hand side. You know, he's, he, you know, even though he was meant to be sort of, because the way I saw the formation um, 
on Monday was the 4-2-3-1, which we see quite a lot. You know, because you saw Lacazette drop into that number 10 role and Saka and Smith, Saka and Smith throw off the wings. I think he should be playing there more often and and I think we should be playing Lacazette into that number 10 role as well. You know, and it works for him, you know, and it's, it's working with what? him very well. Was it was it the fact that Lacazette was the number ten and the aggressive and he he, he connects so well with the young players? Well, he holds because it up well. I've seen, I, I I've seen Smith Rowe out on the wing before, and we've gone no, he should be dropped back into a ten or he should be more in the centre and so on. Uh, was it Lacazette the key on that one then, Scotty? I don't know because every time I've watched Smith Rowe, yeah, Lacazette was definitely a key in that in that uh, against Villa. Definitely, hundred percent, he was definitely a key in there. And this is what I was getting to, you know, he's working well in that number 10, he's holding the ball up well, he's, you know, doing tactical, getting tactical free kicks, which he does, which we've mentioned, he doesn't get them all, but he, he gets him. So yeah, it does work really well. Uh, with ESR going on that left uh, on that left hand side, I think when he's been in that position, there is better games that we've seen him play. You know, when he's dropped into the middle, uh, in that number 10 role, which we saw against Palace, I think we, it was against Brighton as well, he hasn't been that great in them positions, and this is where uh, James was saying, obviously, not happy with the SRS's performance because I don't think he is that number ten player. I don't. I honestly don't think he is that player. I think he's one of them ones he, he, who wants to be in space and running onto it, which we saw against Villa and we've seen against other teams as well. I can't remember what teams we were seeing him play off the wing, but when Erdegaard was at number ten, you know, he was pushing the SR out onto the left hand side, and it works. And this is where is uh, yeah. obviously what we're saying about Pepe as well. Pepe doesn't work in this team. Support so it. Put Saka on that right hand side. You know it works. Uh, Leave it there. Pepe don't work talk, in this team. Um, well, so, to be honest, Saka works well also with Tierney on on the left. They seem to have a good partnership. Well, this is where I was um, going to actually. I was going to say about Tavares as well. To be perfectly honest with you, is I think Tierney needs to be watching his back with Tavares because I thought Tavares had a brilliant game, and he's yeah, made uh, an advocate uh, to, to be say, honest, Look, he, you need to play me. He, he he came on against Spurs uh, only for a brief interlude for well, I think it was fifteen twenty minutes at the end. His power, his pace, he's huge. See him warming up in front of us. He is a, he's a big beast, and I think he's something to contend with. The only thing I, I have been told, uh, 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 Mike uh, Gongalves, who set this um, uh, guns and yellow ribbons up with myself, um, he follows Benfica as well as a, a Portuguese guy and. And he was not complimentary of Tavares, and he said it was an awful signing. For me, uh, Mike, you're totally wrong so far. Um, Trev, what do you make of um, that talk about um, ESR going further out onto the wing rather than playing a number 10 role? Uh, he, he does seem to hug that line. Yeah, no, no, I think Mike's exactly right, mate. I think he's exactly right. I think that the team looks a lot more balanced and a, there was a lot more movement up that line with with. ESR playing out there. Uh, it sounds like we're picking on Pepe a bit, but I, I, on that performance, I don't think Pepe is good enough to get in this side. And then, good. Mike, Mike, you know, lack of holding up the ball was what I've been crying out for for weeks. And it, and it, and it, it showed a complete difference. We spoke the other night, didn't we, Fergus, about how we've got this goalkeeper now, Ramsdale, right? Who, who, who plays, look at, he plays these amazing passes out from the back, right? And he hits it 30, 40, 50 yards to a player's feet and gets us immediately on the front foot. And then if the press is on and he can't do that, he hoofs it up the field. And and Friday night, the difference was was very, very obvious to see in that 
when he had to oof it because of the press on Friday night, there was someone up the field, two people playing in the middle, Alba with Lacquer just behind, that were trying to collect the ball and stop it coming straight back. It made a massive, massive difference the other night with the movements he made. And and I'd love to see the same team play this, this next weekend because I think it, it turned out to be a great formation to play. ESR, yeah, okay. He might make a 10 in future, but he's a kid. So stick him out wide. His energy up and down the line. And one of you guys now just mentioned as well, Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu looks a better player with Saka in front of him. That's undoubted. Um, you know, Tommy Asu is a good player anyway. But I just felt he looked more comfortable with Saka. So, yeah, I can see I can see what the boys are saying. Can't argue that point. I think that the team looked really, really well shaped against Villa. It looked like we had we looked like we were we we were threats all over the field, not just left and right. We were a threat down the middle with Alba and Lacquer as well. So that's how we open things up because teams will if teams see you're strong on one side, they're going to close that side down. This is Premier League football we're talking about. You know, these are clever players. They read the game. They know where the threats are, right? So, you know, what you've got to do is make it more than one threat. And with, with ESR and Saka outside and Alba and Laka coming through the middle, being ably supported by, I thought Party had a blinder and um, Lokonga next to him could move the ball forward. And while I'm on it, while I'm on about playing with the ball, what about White? Don't he play well with a ball at his feet as well? You know, we had a similar half like that with a ball at his feet. You know what, Trev, I was, I, I, I was going to touch on the goalkeeper and the defence. Okay, we conceded a goal, Sorry, um, a 20 a 20-yard a, a um, uh, shot, a great shot. Uh, they put some good pressure on us, uh, but it was a little too late for Villa. But uh, the, the, the partnership that we're building with uh, Ben White, who I thought had a great game, even against... Did Ings start? I don't know. Ollie Watkins didn't even see him. You know, they 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 nullified them out of the game. And I know I've said, and many people have said on uh, after earlier games that he was struggling against big center center forwards. There seems to be that click, that partnership with the three. Not not even uh, never mind the two with Gabriel and Ben White. And Aaron Ramsdale and the physicality uh, about them—they're they're very strong. Uh, they've got a strong bond, and they're really bloody aggressive. Um, Albert, what do you make of that? Uh, because I—I don't think—I don't think, I don't think uh, fullbacks are fullbacks anymore because uh, they're more wingers, and your centre mid drops back to cover to make like a three. There seems to be an awful lot more flowing in formations these days. So your your, your centre two and your keeper are the main core for your defence. Yeah, I'm glad you came to me with this, actually. Um, I've listened from the start of the season. Um, I've kind of looked at, you know what, we as a team, the cornerstone of a, a good team or the hallmark of a good team for me starts from a solid foundation from the back. Um Arsenal last season just used to drive me mad because the changes of centre back, the changes of full back. You just you can put that down to the recruitment. Listen, we could be here all day, but one thing for me that I wanted to see from the start of the season is a consistent back five, including the goalkeeper. Um, and we've actually, it's not just a case of the centre backs. You know, we've got two solid full backs with obviously Tierney and Tomoyasu there. But I said it the other night, Fergus. Um, I love Ben White and Gabriel. The, the the partnership and the relationship that is developing. Some of the defending the other night was first class. It was brilliant. Um, 
Gabriel's a lot better on the ball than people give him credit for. Ben White is obviously comfortable on the ball anyway. Um, the, the, the addition of Ramsdale has been key because he gives confidence to the two centre-backs. Um, and you know what, Fergus? Even if I just think, just fast forward through the whole season, as long as we keep these guys in terms of continuity and keep them together as a five, the more they play together, the more the relationship building would be, the stronger they're going to get. Yes, there's going to be games where they're going to have nightmares. It's the Premier League. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be difficult. But Gabriel, like I said, he set the tone the other night. Even Scarney was at the game for the Burnley game. That when Kieran Tini went down, the first two players when Ashley Westwood went to try and cause a bit of mayhem was Gabriel yep. and Ramsdale. We've seen the, the kind of defending I saw the other night is what I've been crying out for years at Arsenal. And we actually have potentially a back five, not just two good centre backs and you know the full backs filling here and there. We've actually got the chance to you know to build a team around this defense we do um just cut, touching on ben white before i finish is i thought he actually had a pretty decent preseason if i'm being honest with you um you know and i liked what i saw even before he came to arsenal i know some arsenal fans for whatever reason have still kind of got it in them that they're not convinced or whatever why would you be convinced after nine games but then i would my argument to that is Ben White's not playing. He's not played in another league. He's been in the Premier League. You've seen him play. He's shown promise. Liverpool was interested in him last season. Other clubs were interested in him. We've got him, Fergus. And yet some of the fan base are still moaning. Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand it. Albert, some of the fan base want this guy, Saliba. Look, where where, where do you see Saliba? Base. I don't know what else you were going to expect. Yeah, you know what <laughs> true, it, Mike. We, true. Yeah, Where, you where know does what fit, fit fit in now? Yeah, but Mike, but I'm sorry, Mike. So folks, you know what it is? You, you and you and Mike discussed that one. Gone. No, no, Mike. You know what it is? Like with the Saliba thing. Um, listen, I want him to come back. Obviously, like we, you know, we're not going to play the same back five for the next five years, for three or four years. So there's going to be chopping and changing. Whether we go through a flat back four to three at the back, it's more competition. It's not either or. Saliba will bring undoubted quality. Like I've lucky enough to see him like play a couple of games in um, at Marseille this season. He looked he looked very very accomplished, very very accomplished. He's done pretty decent. But for me, Fergus, it's more competition. It's not about whether Ben White's better than Saliba or Saliba's better than Ben White. Stop that kind of rubbish narrative. Competition. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm I'm really good with that with with the comment you said there. Go on, Mike. Go on, mate. I was just saying the competition is healthy in a football team. That's what it's all about. Yeah, 100%. If we didn't have competition, we'd end up with another Bellerin, let's face it. He never yeah, had competition. Look how he turned out. Yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, we didn't have competition when there was Holden in Chambers. You know, all we had was David Louise who was on his way out. Mike, do you know what's Mike? Do you know what it's, Mike, it's the way it is. Competition's healthy. That's what it's all about. Mike, you know what's funny? Like, this is what I don't understand. You guys might agree. Like, with, with our fan base, you guys know you're on social media, but it's like people Unfortunately. Was, yeah, like they, they they say things like, Oh, um, but is is Ben White, is he much of an upgrade than, than Rob Hold? I'm like, what what is yes. it you're not seeing? It's a yes. Like, well, what's the debate? There's no debate there. We've only lost one game with Ben White being in the defence. Yeah. And we just mentioned that quick. And that yeah. was the first game of the season. And then he was out with COVID or whatever. He had he had, he had an illness or whatever. 
Mike, back, Mike, who, you know who, what I think it is. into the team with Gabriel, and we've not lost a game since. Like Trev was saying, we haven't lost a game in oh, how many was it, Trev? Seven. I think it's seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we haven't lost yeah. a game in seven games. Do you know? Well, do you know what it is? Since Man City, and I was at Man City, and that was awful. Yeah. Do, do you know what yeah, it is? No, I think great, it is. It? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I think it is, Fergus? Sorry, before I finish. With, with the Ben White thing, for example, because it drives me mad. It's, it's been going on for a while, to be honest with you. It's not his fault. He's English. He's a victim of being English, in my opinion, and the price tag. But you can't, and the fact he played, he came from Brighton. That is the reason. I don't care what any Arsenal fan tells me. It's a, it's a snobbery that's set in. That's what it comes down to. Because if he went to Liverpool, for example, and absolutely ripped it up, Arsenal fans would be tearing shreds off each other. Oh, we should have got him. It's poor recruitment. Why do we overlook him? We've got him. Enjoy him. He's 23. He's going to make mistakes. What's the problem? Trev? Yeah, the boys are right. There's not Ben White is a class act, and Gabriel's a class act, and they're making a really a fine mm. pairing at centre half, a fine developing pairing at centre half, who are only going to get better. They're not like Chelsea rejects at 32, 33, 34 years of age. They're young yeah, men that have been born to develop, and and so I can't see any reason why anybody should want any different. As for Saliba. I hope he comes back next season and I hope he's an absolute superstar of a centre-half. Absolute superstar of a centre-half. I genuinely do. But we don't know what he's going to do yet when he comes in the Premier League. So let's be happy with what we've got. Let's hope that Saliba comes in because what we've got behind, as, as I think Albert and Mike just said, what we've got behind White and Gabriel isn't top class and that's not being detrimental to them people. Yeah. They're not top class. So we've got to hope that Saliba comes. Turns out to be as good as, as White and Gabriel, and then we've got three that we can play there, which is what a good team needs, at least three. You know, we had we had good teams that had Bold, Adams, Keown, and O'Leary, four centre-halves, and they never all got a game, but they were all required at key parts and, of the season, you know? And Trev, if, 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 we're, if we're to be in four cup competitions, hopefully European football next season and everything else, you do need that strength and depth in your squad because you know, at the moment it's great. Okay, the League Cup, your European tour, which is mostly in London, um, the the the, um, the League Cup aside, and then we've got the FA Cup in January, we don't, we're playing one game, one game a week at the minute. So like, you know, uh, we, we can allow for having lack of strength and depth. And it was clear to see on Monday night um, that the starting 11 in the main, excluding Pepe, in my view, um, but it's clear, clear to say um, that, uh, hang on, uh, it was, it was clear to see. Where's Michael? Oh, oh hang on one second. No. Sorry, I, I, I saw something in the private chat, Mike. Sorry, no, I saw something in the private chat. What I did I do? Was, You're um... kicking me out for no reason. What's all that no, for? I didn't. I, it was it, Albert. Albert <laughs> said he wanted to come in. Go, come on, Albert. Yeah, go, just very I don't, quickly. I don't read the I, private I, chat, Mike. So I just did a comment about what's saying about Ben White, sorry, victim, being, victim <laughs> being English. What I mean is, we have a lot of English players. They they're overhyped. They cost too much. If he if he had a if maybe if he had a different surname, there wouldn't be that much pressure on him. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Because he's English, he must be you know, overrated. Yeah. 
No, but but, but we we've talked about this before. Before we went on the video, Max uh, uh, from Aspros and and Mike, you'll remember this. He always called it an English tax. Any player that you're looking at, if they've if they're um, home uh, homegrown and they mm. uh, qualify in that category, it's a twenty five percent surcharge on them straight away. So it, it it does. Victim maybe wasn't the right use of a word, but th- th- there is a disadvantage being yeah, an English only... player if you want to get signed. Yeah. So, um, Trev, when's the last time you heard Arsenal uh, fi- physically outplaying the opposition? Well, yeah, it, it hasn't been for a while, Fergus. I mean, you know my thoughts on Wenger towards the end of his career. I, I loved Arsene Wenger when, when he was winning, but he stayed too long. And I think we became a bit of an experiment towards the end of Arsene's career. And he just signed small players. I mean, we had centre-halves at five foot ten, you know. And we were getting bullied off the park game after game because we didn't have a plan B. So, and then, of course, Emery tried to come in and change it and it it didn't work out for Emery, although he has my sympathy. And I think Arteta, if if he's done nothing else, he 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 has bulked us up at the back and in midfield, exactly where we need to be. We've got big players there now. We've got strong players. Albert nailed it when he said, you don't mess with Gabriel or Ramsdale. Not in, in years gone by previously, just recently, players would players would kick our players off the field because they knew nothing was coming back. But they won't do that now. Not a chance will they do that now because because Gabriel and Ramsdale and the other lads are not going to let them get away with it. So I'm I'm very happy with where we are from that perspective. I'm not scared of going on a field um and um and thinking we're gonna get just played off the park by people. Not skillful people, just just bullies, you know. Was it last season? Or it must have been the season before. We went to places like Southampton and we went to Brighton and we even went to Leicester. And we'd lost the game after five minutes because we were just physically inferior. It didn't matter if we were better players. We were physically inferior. They'd worked us out and they just, they just hoofed us off the pitch. That ain't happening now. That ain't happening now. And, and while I've got it in my head, Fergus, I know I'm drifting a little bit, right? But I've got to get this out while I've got it in my head. I'm telling you now, Arsenal are improving. People are thinking Arsenal are improving. People are starting to watch us now. These pundits and whoever are starting to watch us and think, hang on a minute, Arsenal have got a team here. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because Neville and Carragher have started being nice to us. Have you noticed? <laughs> They've been- They've been doing interviews with Arsenal fans, and they've been and they've been talking great about about our footballers and saying how impressive um, they are. And what they about your bet as well, Trev? You what, mate? What about your betters? What about your bet as well? Yeah, well, at the start of the season, I piled a load of money on us finishing top four. I know it ain't going to happen still, I don't think, but I piled a load of money on us finishing top four. I think I got thirteen to two, and I put. I'm not going to tell you how much I put on, but this weekend. Bet365 have started offering me a bit of a cash out. Not a lot, but it just goes to show how we're changing. We're coming you don't want to say how much it is because you don't want the missus to find out. Yes, you might be watching. You're not wrong there, Scully. <laughs> hey, I've just had a text. Trev, you need to use earphones. I've just had a text from my daughter. I've just had a text from my daughter, lads. She's saying, Dad, calm down. You're going to have an heart attack tonight. Calm down. So I've got a wheel really in there. Take a few deep breaths. But no... You're going to have more than a heart attack when she finds out about this bet, mate. Don't let her find this ticket. If I want to put my 20 pence on us winning, uh, getting top four, I'll have me 20 pence. If the missions don't like it, that's down to work. But, you know, it's um, 
it's been really interesting so far tonight. I know we've got a little way to go yet, but Mike, Mike, I love Mike. Mike's a good mate of mine. And you sort of put me on my backside at the start of the show, Mike. I hadn't even thought about looking at it like that. And, uh, and I had to stand up for my side, how I viewed it as well. And, uh, but it just goes to show there's, there's, there's two ways of looking at things. You know, there's yeah. always, there's always Mike's way of looking at things. And then there's the right way, my way of looking at things. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. You sound like my wife. Still love you, mate. Still love you. And this is this is the thing, isn't it? We don't ridicule each other for our own opinions, do we? Yeah. That's the way it should yeah. be. You, you know what, Mike? You're bang. You're bang on. We had Lee and Lee and Dan on. Uh, was it? It was last Sunday, actually. Yeah. And um, their their opinions are seriously uh, on 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 the verge of hashtag ma out sort of thing. But and 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 they've got good reason and argument to say so. And myself and Trev. Are definitely more the other way not necessarily you know blinkered but we're giving the guy a bit longer but we had a really good discussion and everyone had the point of view and everyone but we still met up for a beer and we still have a chat and we still shake each other's hands give each other a hug that's that's the idea of sitting down a pub and having a laugh and having a talk about football and that's the way it should be i'll ask you one question guys what has changed personnel tactics attitude what changed mike i'll go to you first what do you mean? What changed? In what way? To see the performance that we've seen um, with Arsenal against Villa, mm. um, uh, and you can see the gradual improvement we're getting. You know, Arteta is now on the third longest unbeaten run in the Premier League, behind Liverpool at eighteen, Man City in seven. We're on six, um, so we're making progress in the league. Whether we like what progress we're seeing or not, the facts are the facts. Um, what has changed? Is it the change of personnel in the sense that we brought in uh, Tavares and uh, Ben White and uh, the other players that we brought in the transfer window? Is it uh, a tweak in the tactics that Arteta has done? Or is it the attitude of those players? Or is it a bit of everything? What, what uh, do you think? Well, you see, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too soon on a lot of things um, regarding this sort of thing. I think you know, like you say, it says there, it's like six six games where we haven't really been beaten. Six or seven games we haven't been beaten. You know, we saw we saw an unbeaten run when Emery was in, didn't we? With that, I think it was twenty two games. Was it twenty two games on where we twenty two games? Yeah, not losing. So I'm not. I'm not going to speak out of term on this already. I just, I, I always like to point out, and I've said this from the start, and I've said it to a lot of people. I just want Arteta to prove me wrong. I'm not going in on Arteta or anything else like that, and I've always maintained it. I'll take every game as every game. You know, I do not compare. You know, from last year in this area, I'll take every game as it comes. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm not going to speak. Uh, like I say, I don't want to speak okay. on something like that because I don't no, really know. That, that... I just, I, I, I take it as it comes. I'm happy that we're winning, or even drawing the games that you know these hard-fought games that we've been playing so far. I like the, the fact that we're gritting in and we're digging in. So let's, you know, let's just, uh, I'd say, like keep the keep the faith in some respect to the fact that we're not losing. But also just keep a level head. Well, well, yeah, there you go. Kai says it there. Keep the champagne on ice. <laughs> It's a good way of putting it. Uh, well, I should have thought that myself. Yeah, yeah. Kai, Kai is also. Uh, let's not go down that route. <laughs> I love Kai. He's great. Uh, Albert, um, what's changed? Personnel, tactic, tactics, or attitude? Um, it's a difficult question to answer, but I 100% agree with Sky in the game of, in the sense, if you take 
each game as it comes. And, and I'll tell you why I say that. Um, as much as you can take in isolation, the North London derby win, the hard-fought win against Burnley, um, the great performance against Villa, as an Arsenal fan, you'd be crazy to ignore the performances against Norwich and to some of the performances this season. You can't ignore that. Um, I said at the start of the season, Fergus, you know, what, what the way I'll judge this Arsenal team and Mikel Arteta is the first two to three months of the season because that will set the tone for what Arsenal do this season. So I think the league table is a very, very good reflection of Arsenal. So one minute, 12th, 9th, 10th. People will argue, for example, look at the league table today, Arsenal in ninth position, one point off top four. Ferguson, a couple of weeks, that could easily change the Arsenal being six, seven points off because that's a reflection of the team. Um, Trev touched on earlier in terms of, or someone did about the, um, the, the inconsistency. People said it in the chat, which I understand. Um, and I think that's a true reflection of where the team is at. So we're, unfortunately, we're going to get horror shows with Arsenal because that's just what we've seen as Arsenal fans for years. Um, we're not going to expect this team, particularly under Mikel Arteta, um, to go on runs of, you know, I don't know, four or five games on the bounce with wins, for example, because just because how difficult the league is and just because you can't hang your hat on this team to deliver week in, week out, high octane, you know, high tempo performances. Yes, it's fantastic if we get to see performances like we did against Villa. But I know, deep down, that's not going to happen. Um, so, like, though, Scunny's right. I, I will take it each game as it comes. So, yeah, it, it's a tough... It's a good question, Fergus. It's a tough one to answer, but I think... Um, you've got, you got somebody, does, somebody sitting league... up above you who's about to explode. You do know that. No, I'm not. <laughs> the, I'm not sure. I'm not so the, sure the league table, yeah. So the league table, it, it will fluctuate. It's, yeah, like I said, I'll judge it on how Arsenal do the first few months of the season. I agree. I agree. It will set the tone for the season. Yeah, Trev, Fergus, um, the boys are right. Fergus, too... I've got to come in here. I've got to come in here. The boys are dead right yeah, because you, not a lot has changed at the moment. You still don't know. We mm. still don't know what Arsenal team is going to turn up against Leicester next weekend. We don't know. We don't know whether we're going to turn the, if the team that played against Villa turns up or played against Tottenham turns up, we'll beat Leicester. We'll beat them comfortably. But if the team turns up that played against Palace for the last 70 minutes of the game, we'll probably get turned over. So the, the only thing that's different is that, that, that we're not losing games when we're playing badly. And like the, I just, uh, in previous seasons, maybe I know we've spoken about Emery's unbeaten run, but beyond that, in, in recently, you know, if we, at Brighton, we we struggled. We really struggled at Brighton. I think the weather was a massive influence at Brighton. The weather was a massive influence at Brighton, and we struggled. But the difference for me was that I thought we were going to nick a one nil at Brighton. I watched the last ten minutes of the game, and I thought we're going to nick a one nil here. It yeah. could really happen. Back to the same old Arsenal. Soak it up, soak it up, break up the field and score, and we nearly did. So that's that. That is the only difference for me in that I'm not thinking we're going to lose when we're playing poorly. But you don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up. You can't have any confidence. You know, like Liverpool can go out there next week and think, yeah, we're going to play really well. Regardless of who we play, we're going to play really well. We can't. We're not, you know, we, we can't be sure. We, let's, let's, let's get up to Christmas and get through Christmas. And then, I've said it before, I think a couple of times, Fergus, after Christmas, it becomes really important because we go into the January transfer window 
But even more important, we start playing Man City and Chelsea again. Teams that have turned us over earlier this season, you know. And we can start drawing comparisons, really firm comparisons on how we've progressed over half a season. You know, we can really look at that closely. So I want to get up to Christmas, see us in the top half a dozen at Christmas at least. And then I want to get that out of the way with a few good results. And I want to play Man City and I want to play Chelsea. And I want to see how we do and hopefully we'll do really well. And then we'll all be really buzzing and confident of better performances, mate. You know, will anybody be there watching Man City 12.30 on New Year's Day? What a bloody, you know, we, we, we talked about it before, uh, the, the, the fixtures. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching on well, TV. So, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've already put myself through enough by going to City. Right, well, yeah, what, watching on TV. Um, who's attending on Tuesday night then? Uh, Trevor, I know the the journey down uh, on Friday and getting back. What do you say? You got home at half two? Yeah, I got home Ooh. at half two Friday. Yeah. I had two night games last week. I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm giving Tuesday a miss, mate. I shall be, I shall be watching on the telly. There's not many games I miss, but I'm having a night off on Tuesday because we've got a real busy period coming up and I'm not missing any of those games. Yeah, I must admit, I've, I gave my season ticket away, uh, the option to buy my seat away um, for Tuesday night. It's on TV, League Cup as well. The, the, the issue with the League Cup thing for me is not necessarily um, the opposition because Leeds are a, are a good team and a great historic team and everything else. Um, it's... Where we are in the corner and around the North Bank, we all stand. But in the League Cup games, it's sit down and it's a lot of the the League Cup fans that are stand up every five seconds because you hate Tottenham. Sit down if you hate Tottenham. Turn around if you hate Tottenham. But we're playing Leeds. And I, I'm fine hate, hating Tottenham, but uh, continually hating them for 90 minutes while I'm playing, uh, while we're playing a different opposition um, <laughs> does get a bit yeah. tiresome. <laughs> Albert, uh, are you going Tuesday night, mate? I, I will be there Tuesday. I will be there, Fergus. I are you going to stand up if you hate Tottenham? Oh, <laughs> I, I know what you mean, Fergus. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, really? Come on, man. Like, come up with yeah. something different. But I, I get it. But yeah, I, I'm with you, Fergus, for that, man. 100%. Need a new song, mate. <laughs> um, if they get battered everywhere they go, that, yeah. that could work. We've got them January. Listen, save the songs for them, man. We've got them in January next yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it for them. What, what's, your, what's your expectations then for, for Tuesday night? Uh, Leeds, um, I think Leeds would be well up for it. Uh, Leeds would love a cup run. Um, but I do think that Arsenal need to put a strong side out. And uh, we do need to focus on this competition because we could have a cup in the bag by February if yeah. Man City don't get the, to Wembley. Yeah, I would love a cup run in this in this particular competition because, well, I'm lucky enough to be alive to have seen the last win in the in '93. But um, I expect Martinelli to get a game for once, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, I I, I still baffled by that, but um, but yeah, the likes of the fringe players, Fergus, so Martinelli, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles. Um, I'd expect them to come in. I think they'll be a pretty decent, strong team. You know, um, I was surprised even in the round before. Um against um, AFC Wimbledon. I thought it was a pretty... I thought it was a strong enough team. Um, it was, I know it was more... very strong considering the opposition. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd expect the same, but like I said, I expect the likes of... Yeah, it'd be nice to see Martinelli get a game, to be fair. Because um, he can't be surely, can't, you know, nursed himself back through the injury. That's like, come on, he's got to get a game this time. But you'll probably see the likes of Kalashnach so someone's dropped in the chat. Um, but yeah, listen, let, let's see some of these fringe players actually put a stamp on a marker to give the manager a headache because that's what you want with these type of games. Um, and hopefully we'll see it on Tuesday, mate. 
Scunny, uh, uh, Sky Sports for you or whatever channel you watch it on. Um, yeah, um, I can't get down there, mate. So that's definitely a thingy one. And I, I agree with it. And how long have I been an advocate for saying about these Tottenham songs in a game so we're not playing Tottenham? Yeah, how yeah, long we, have we, I been we, saying we've it? Ever since, ever since we was on the bloody... When we, it was before we started doing video. Yeah. You know, video things. I've, it's been So I've been saying it for that long about saying like, look, when you're on the concourse at halftime, by all means, it's good good way of getting songs up and getting momentum up in the fans and everything else by all means do it but doing it in the stands when you're playing leeds or villa or someone like that what, what's the point seriously you're not yeah, playing true. I, don't I, I, I don't get it i allow it what i allow it once when they all go stand up if you hate tottenham we're standing anyway it doesn't matter i'll i'll st- stay standing i'm already stood up so yeah, fair ignore... <laughs> yeah i i i then ignore it because i think you know it, it is a it's a bit of banter against our rivals and everything else but yeah, um, Trev, what are you hoping for Chi tonight then, mate? Um, I th- clearly, we want to um, get through to the next round and have, what, Carlisle away? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a... I have a little bit of a beam in bonnet about Arteta and the Cups last season, don't I? I think he disrespected them, in particularly the FA Cup, when we sent that terrible side to Southampton and got turnover. There's no excuse yes. for it this year. We've got no Europe. We want to be trying to win every every, every Cup we possibly can. Bearing in mind, we've got an international break coming up the week after next, so we've only got we've only got Wednesday, is it? We've only got no Leeds on Tuesday. Then we've got Leicester on on the Saturday. Then we've got a week off, haven't we? I think so. There's no uh, reason. No, to... what we got Watford November November the fifth or something like that. Is it? Is it it's after that? Seventh, yeah, it's a Sunday game, isn't it? Watford. I want to see him. Yeah, twenty second. Where are we? I yeah, want to see nothing on side out as possible, to be honest with you, Fergus. I really do. Yeah, oh, sorry, we've got Leicester, then we've got Watford, then we've got a week off after Watford. Yeah, we, yeah, we have. Yeah. So we're not, we're not overflowing with fixtures. Go out in a Carabao Cup and put a strong side out. And let's beat Leeds and let's, let's try and win a, a cup competition. And let, when the FA Cup comes around in January, let's do exactly the same. You know, we, we need to be trying to win these these cups and we've got no excuse not to put our strongest side out you know so i'm hoping we go strong and we beat leeds and we get a good draw in the next round hopefully in a way draw so i can get get my european tour back on and uh enjoy me football but no don't please please don't disrespect these cups don't disrespect them we want to try be trying to win albert, them albert you mentioned fringe players is leno a fringe player of course. yeah he is 100 percent Hundred percent. Ramsdale's got that shirt nailed on me. Hundred percent. Brilliant. Yeah, um, on talking about uh, players, uh, there was a talk about Arteta is not going to stand in the way of um, Lacazette. Uh, he's going to let him stay there till the end of the season and leave on a free. The guy could easily uh, walk away um, or sign it at a pre-contract in January with another club. Um, would you give him another year, Albert? Um, I think th- Fergus is a good question. I think this is the problem we have um, as fans sometimes. When a player has a good game, decent game, the contract talk, the contract talk normally comes up. Um, I, I personally, um, I would have sold him at the time when the links with Roma, I think it was ooh, beginning of last season, before the start of last season, I think it was. I would have took the money and ran. I, I, I'm not going to change my mind because he's had a good game against Villa. Um, I, we tend to have a danger of doing that sometimes as fans where, you know, if it's a, you know, a, a sustained performances that have been 
of quality, then it's a different conversation. But I can't talk about contract offers off the basis of one game. I, I, I just cannot do that. I can't entertain that kind of conversation. So me personally, um, I personally wouldn't keep him. Mike, uh, would it stand in the way of Martinelli, Balogun, etc.? Would you keep two aging strikers? Uh, no, not that I'm leading you anywhere. I, <laughs> um, I was quite an advocate for when it was time um, Abamyang was going to go. You know, mm. I was quite an advocate saying we should let him go and start fresh with someone new. I think, in fairness, ever since then, he hasn't been the striker we all we knew. You know, he's, he's very rarely getting what 15 goals a season and uh, it's only been a couple it's only been one season since he signed but he rarely got anything last season he's not really doing what he's, do, he's meant to be doing this season so far but no I think with Lacazette I agree with Albert you know one game really contract talks nah come on yeah, it's, uh, let, let's, it's sometimes it is sometimes it's nice to be nostalgic for certain players but sometimes you just mm. gotta think nah it, you know time's time let's move on to the next you know we're we've been an advocate we've all been saying about these young players all the way through the all the way through the show about young players and everything else isn't it about time we maybe got a decent young striker you know and, and uh, for Balogun and Martinelli I don't think Martinelli's a striker I don't think he's going to be you know that that striker I think he's more of a winger than a striker Balogun he needs a loan you know he, he needs something he needs to he needs to get used to it this league. I think he maybe should go to a, a you know one of the bottom sides in the, in the in the Premiership or even one of the top sides in the Championship to try mm, and agreed. you know get get some decent game time and bulk himself up and getting used to these types of games because I just don't think he's gonna it's, it's only gonna benefit Ills and him at the same time. So it makes more sense to send him out on loan. So I think it's time now that we do need to sign a striker at the you know Christmas time. In the January transfer window, or even in the, in the summer. Yeah, um, Trev. Uh, finally, on on that, it, it put your tuppence in about the lacquer bit. But Rafa Benitez, Buendia, Max Ahrens, players and managers that all have been linked um, with Arsenal uh, in the in the win uh, the in the windows. Um, you know, uh, Rafa Benitez got absolutely smashed by um, Dilly Dilly. Tinkerman um, uh, for Watford uh, at the weekend. Max Ahrens looked pretty poor against Chelsea when they got smashed 7-0. Buendia uh, didn't look much better um, for, um, for for Villa. You know, it, it, I, I don't know what the point of my, conver- uh, my... I don't know what the point of my question is. I'm, I'm just, I, I suppose the point of my question is, you know... There's so much talk among social media and fans about, oh, we need to get Conti, Rafa, um, uh, various managers in. We need this player, that player. Uh, do we need to, for the one of a better phrase, and it is a phrase that will get people uh, wound up, trust the process, trust the management, trust trust what's behind the scenes at Arsenal. And it's not the well, Arteta thing, Mike, before you fall asleep. Well, Fergus, we will have already tapped up. If we're going to sign a striker in January, we'll already have it in mind who we're getting. There will already have been some chasing being done. So, and and whether we sell lacquer or not depends on that. You know, we don't know who, we've, who we're chasing. Um, and, and if Arsenal haven't got haven't got anyone lined up that, that's going to be half decent, then they, they'll keep lacquer. They'll keep lacquer till the end of the season. 
So you don't know what's going on beyond. I'll be very, very surprised if we don't sign a striker in January. Very, very surprised indeed. I'd be surprised if we do sign a, stri a striker in January. I can see us get a striker in um, in the summer, but not in January. Yeah, no, it's guys, same. It's, it's going to be more of a summer transfer rather than a winter one. I think, probably, maybe. probably. The talk will start in January, but um, yeah. Listen, guys, it's been absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed having you out, Albert. Albert, please tell everyone where they can find you. You've got your own channel. You're doing stuff uh, for Lee Judges TV. Uh, so tell everyone where it is. Yeah, I'm about everywhere. Fergus, thanks for having me on again, mate. It's good to be back in the good to be back in the comfort of my comfortable sofa with you guys, man. So um, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Albert JTV, uh, come and check me out, people. Arsenal content, some other content as well. A bit different, but I like to keep it um, a bit original sometimes. Scunny, uh, you're here. You're uh, Antipodean sometimes as well. Australian. I'm wherever. You know, if you see me pop up, that's when you'll see me pop up. You know, that, that's it for me. If I get asked to do something, it's most of the time I say, yeah, go on and why not? So you'll see me on there. And and if if you're one of the lucky few, you sometimes can get to see his hair. But it's a very rare hey, thing. look, it's very at the rare. end of the day, it's a Sunday. I'm not getting dressed up for a podcast. Hat's going off. <laughs> <laughs> Trev, it's Hillsy time. Go on, you got... 16, 17 minutes, I expect. So, listen, I, I can't butt in because I don't know what's going on here, but you three are frozen on the screen. So I don't know what's your going internet on. Has been, your internet has been pretty crap all night, actually. It's, you've been has it really? Yeah. You're, I'm, you're up, in, you're up in, the, in the bedroom, mate. Yeah, I'm banished <laughs> to the bedroom because if I go downstairs, the puppy chews through me computer lead. So I can't... I've come up here. So no Trev time tonight. Just... All I've got to say is let's just hope that the, 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 the Arsenal we know that can play the football we have been turn up at Leicester at the weekend. Because if, we, if they do, we're in for an exciting game at Leicester. About time we turn them over there. I know we're going, Fergus. We've been robbed, haven't we, for a bloody hotel. Um, but we'll be there. We'll be cheering our boys on. And uh, Oh, no, it's not Leicester. It's Leeds, isn't it, the hotel? Leeds, 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 we yeah. got the hotel, yeah. This is 12.30, I've got to get Se up. At separate rooms, separate rooms, I might add. Separate rooms, Absolutely. please. Absolutely, not, I'm not, no way would I sleep in the same room as you, Fergus. Hey, listen. Jesus Christ, this sounds like yeah, a trip in Trev, football, doesn't it, this? <laughs> before you go, you did, we, we had a chat before we started on about, and we, we've chipped away a bit social media and fans and so on throughout uh, how many episodes, but particularly tonight as well. Um, and you and I, uh, you in particular, are not a fan of AFTV uh, in particular. Um, and Ty, uh, a couple of incidents have happened to him. I I'd like you to share what you said to us beforehand and go from there. Yeah, well, it's quite simple, Fergus. You know, I'm not a fan of Arsenal TV, but you don't hear me run them down. You don't hear me call them. Um, I just don't watch it, you know, and I'm I'm friends with some of the people that go on AFTV. I've, I class them as good friends, actually. But I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't like the content very much, so I don't watch it. But that does not give me or anyone else the right to abuse and bully any of their people, especially one of their people that you you, you assume is an easy target. I've, I've watched what's going on on social media with these attacks on, on Ty. You know, I don't know Ty. I've never spoken to him, but he doesn't deserve what's happening. And, and you know, this 60-year-old, or this 59-year-old bloke, I'm putting it out there now, and I, 
if Ty happens to watch this, mate, I've got your back because I don't like bullies. There's no mm. need for it. Just, just if you don't like what they do, leave them be. Don't go, don't go shouting at them and trying to embarrass them because at the end of the day, all you're doing is embarrassing yourself and showing yourself up to be a bully. And me and lots of other Arsenal fans, regardless of our views on anyone on social media, we won't stand for bullies. So if I see anyone picking on Ty, Ty, I've got your back, son, regardless. Mm, And all the best from me. Well said, Trev. Anybody want to add anything? Um, Albert, I know you mentioned something. Yeah, um, yeah, agree with Trev. Like like I said, I know, listen, I don't agree with everything comes out of people's mouth in terms of YouTube content creators or or fan channels or whatever. Like Trev said, um, I, I get on well, very well with a lot of people that will go on FTV. But um, someone made a good point. And the irony of it really is people talk about clicks and you're doing it for clout and whatever. But the people that are doing that, one of the videos I saw, I'm thinking, but you're doing exactly the same thing that you're criticising AFTV for. So what does that make you? Like, it's so hypocritical. It's it's crazy. Um, so that's what I have to say on that. I, I just, yeah, I just, it's not, it's not acceptable, man. Like, come on, like, that's the, it, you, you have your it, passion for tough. art. So you want to go and watch football. If you want to go and speak to some of the lads that come from that, that channel, then go and speak to them and have a conversation about football. It's not a problem. But that's not what we've been seeing for some of the videos that have been circulated. It's appalling. You don't, I wouldn't want to go to a game just because I go and give my opinion on the fan channel that someone thinks it's free reign to come and, you know, in physically intimidate me. You must be out of your mind. I'm not going to stand for that. No, Great. I totally agree. Mike, anything to add on it? I am, but... If I'm being honest, I haven't seen anything about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so I can't comment Apparently on there's, um... to Ty or anything like that. But I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it, Fergus, at some point. Someone, like, mm. you know, I'll probably see it somewhere. So, uh, so I can't really comment on anything like that, but I do agree with the guys, you know, bullying, you know, it's not a great tactic, is it? Let's face it, you know, it's, you're not at school, you know, you, you, you're grown-ass men. Yeah. Act like it. It's as simple as that. You know, stop taking it out on these people. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Mm. If you think this, you think that, keep it to yourself or talk to your mates about it. I don't know, do something like that. But there's no need to take things out on people. There's no need to shout and swear at people. There's no need to go on social media and, like Albert was saying, doing exactly the same thing that these guys do just to get clicks or whatever yeah. else. You know, there's Mike, no need for it. These people are grown-ups, Fergus. So let's face, you know, you're a grown person and you're acting like a kid. You know, you're acting like school kids. There's no need for it. So, you know, think about what you're doing and stop embarrassing yourself. We started this show by saying that at the very beginning we do this because we, we, we like having a chat and everything else uh, and that uh, it's not for clicks, likes, money or anything like that. It's because we enjoy sitting here having a chat and an hour and 18 minutes have gone. Uh, it feels like about 20 minutes. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, guys. Uh, really enjoy having you on. Uh, Trevor, before you have your last word, because you always do, I just got to cheer things up by going... <laughs> Basically talking to myself. I'm, 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 oh, it's gone off. I'm bumping my head. I'm like, ah, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just, 
Oh, I'm just saying, just just love the Arsenal boys. Just love the Arsenal as much as I do, and 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 enjoy it when we're good, and hope for the best when we're average. And remember, we're going to improve. We've got to improve with these young players. They're too young not to get better. So just enjoy it. And remember, don't be a bully. It's not big and it ain't clever. And Trevor don't like You've it. been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.